Welcome back to Committed to Christ, Greg Kelly and Dexter with you. And uh, I have a funny story to start the podcast off with. Oh, good. I kind of spoiled it for you already, but our listeners haven't heard it. So this morning when I got up, the animals, for some reason, our cats in particular, are very active early in the morning. They sleep all day. Right? What do. does a cat say they sleep 23 hours a day or something like that? Except at 5 o'clock in the morning. And this morning, uh, I got up, I was getting ready to get my coffee, and I heard some scuttle going on out around the Christmas tree. <laughs> and I look out there, and our two cats are wrestling, playfully wrestling. Okay. And uh, Because one is really large, and the other is a little smaller. Yes, so. and the fun police came, Finn, our okay. other dog, our, our fourth dog, came and broke it up. So I, you know, there's always that one that's the fun police. You can't ever have any fun. You always have to obey the rules. And in our the, little... He likes order. Yes, he likes order. He in our, order. our pack here at the house, he is definitely the fun police. He is. But our Christmas tree turns, it spins. Yeah, it does. Right? It goes so around in a circle. In, in previous years, our cats have always climb the Christmas tree, and and one of them is an extremely large cat, and he knocks it over. Actually, both of them can knock it over. The right. higher up you go, you know, that throws the balance off, whatever. Well, this year, we've got the one that spins. Yeah. You know, it, it goes around in a circle, and we leave it on 24 hours a day. And it's funny to, to watch. Keep the cats out of the tree. Yeah, especially our, our uh, what, cinnamon. The orange kitty. Our orange cat. Yeah. He is the climber. He is. And it's funny to watch. He's also him. the skinny one, so he, is. he can climb it. He'll go under the tree and he sits there and he watches it spin above his head. And I think he's trying to figure out the timing so he can, like, you know, it's like the somebody's going to jump onto a moving train. The thing is, it doesn't <laughs> They got to time it just It right. doesn't stop. So I think it no. would scare him. Yeah. Because so, it would keep going around with him in it. It is funny because I think he's trying to plot how he can jump <laughs> on a branch and get into this tree. But little does he know, if there's any resistance in the tree, it stops. Like the motor's got something in it yeah. that won't let it spin anymore. But I just thought that was funny this morning, just watching these two, you know, wrestle under the Christmas tree, and then the fun police comes. And, it's a sad you know, life we live when our animals are our entertainment, Greg. <laughs> really? I but they are entertaining, the though. They, are. they really are entertaining. So, well, hey, I wanted to go over a portion of Scripture in Matthew 22, I've been in my personal, uh, I guess, devotion time in the morning. I've been reading through Matthew, and I came across this passage in chapter 22 that might catch some people by surprise. Uh, I guess it, it regards the topic of marriage, but also life after death, mm -hmm. uh, if you belong to the Lord. And all throughout Matthew here, getting close to the end, I guess, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are kind of turning up the heat on Jesus, and they're trying to trap him in his words. Well, they normally didn't agree with each other, but they decided that they all had one common problem, and it was Jesus. Right. So toward the end of the book, they all decide to gang up on Jesus, and they kind of join forces. So that's what we're seeing happen. Yeah, so... In so we're going to be in chapter 22, 
And we're going to, just to give you a little bit of context, the portion that we're going to be covering is uh, verses 23 through 33. The Pharisees had come to Jesus, and they tried to trap him about paying taxes. So, you know, Jesus nails them. He said, you know, whose image is on the coin? Well, it's Caesar's. Okay, give to Caesar's what is is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Well, later the same day, the Sadducees, who are opposed to the Pharisees, right? right? These two are, they come to him right? and they try to trap him with one of their questions right. or so the scenarios. S- the Sadducees are the theologians. And when I was doing some research, they're kind of like the liberal theologians okay. who just, who study just the first five books of the Bible, Moses's. Okay. So they're in laws, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Okay. The Torah. So they, they, they practice within these parameters, just Correct. the first five books. And they, and, and they study. So what you got to remember when you're reading this, because it, the Jesus gets them, is they are they have head knowledge. They're very smart. They were wealthy. They were aristocratic. They were the governing people, the higher class people. Okay. But as you see when you read this, they really had no understanding of what they were reading. Not they, so, um, when I was reading it, said that they were anti-supernaturalistic. So they did not believe in the supernatural. Okay, so they believe that once you died, you were you you're were gone. Dead. Yes, okay. you're dead. They don't and, believe and in anything supernatural. No angels. No, no. Totally. I wonder what, how they could believe in God? Then they follow Moses's laws and they just believe in what they what they can understand in their minds. Okay. Well, so, that that kind of paints a picture, I guess, of of the Sadducees, right? And you know, and who these people are that are asking, and how Jesus just totally flips it on them. Yeah, and I, there's a, kind of a cute little joke. You know, they don't believe in the resurrections, so they're sad, you see. I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get going here. So I'll start reading here. This is Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 23. It says, That same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him, Jesus, with a question. Teacher. They said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection... Whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? So they're trying to trap Jesus in this hypothetical situation, which they don't even believe. Right. And, and, you know, when I, I can remember when I was new in Christ, you read that and it really kind of makes you think, well, yeah, who would, you know, in your mind, because you're trying to reason it all out in your mind. And that's what I mean about these people. They just believed what they read, and they it had to be logical in their mind. I did think about that, but as a as a new yeah as a, as new, a new Christian, Christian I thought that, okay, like, if yeah. if somebody's married, there's a couple that's married, right? One of the two people dies, and they go on to heaven, and the person that remains on earth remarries. How does that work when they when get you, to heaven? When you get to heaven, it's like if you believe that you, they even yeah yeah I'm like. That would be really uncomfortable because because we're looking at things from our from point of view, our, from a human point of view, logically, 
exactly. in our minds. It's, right. It's That's like, what they did not do. They had no belief in the supernatural. Yeah, so that was not their like problem. Going to the grocery store and seeing right. <laughs> your, and these people are so smart. That, yeah, that, like, you know they're so ugh. smart. This is like that. This makes sense to them. They're like, I know we're gonna get that. We're gonna get him. We're gonna trap because, him. Yes, because this is this. They're so smart. They really believe what they're asking him. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm sure they had a kind of a smart. You oh know, yeah, this was their plan. Attitude, absolutely. You know, to try it because they didn't believe this junk anyway. And you know, let's let's try to trap this. You guy. say he, all of this, yeah. but yeah, let's. You're not as smart as you think you are. Well, let's move on and see how Jesus replied to them. Okay. All right. So, verse twenty nine, Jesus replied, "You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God." Now that is a statement, right? These guys who operate in the parameters of the first five books, the Torah, the Pentateuch. Right. Who are super smart. He's telling them. Who are super rich. You're an heir. You don't even know the power of God. Or the scriptures. So they're probably offended as they're listening. Uh, yeah. Deeply. Right Right off the bat. All right. Verse 30. At the resurrection, Jesus is speaking here. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Okay. Now it says like. Right, like. There's something we have to make sure that we notice because a lot of people, I've heard, and I'm not to get off in another subject, but I've heard a lot of people say, uh, so-and-so is in heaven and now they're my guardian angel. No, no, they're not an angel. That's a job for the angels. They're in heaven, but they're not here. Right, and I've never read anywhere in the Bible where angels got married and had other angels. Right? No. They are created beings by God. Well, and I was, I was doing, when I was doing some research on this, kind of another thing that I read was that, it, yes, in Genesis, it talks about the, the Nephilim, all this mess, all this stuff, but that was demonic, and it could have been like a, a demonic per, uh, angel, a demon, mm-hmm. possessed, a, possessed a person, okay. and that produced children. It wouldn't be, that, because they're not able to do that. Okay, I understand. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think it's funny here that Jesus mentioned angels because they didn't believe in angels either. Remember, they right. didn't believe in anything supernatural. Right. So he they did hits not them. believe in the power of God. Right. So their answers right there, that answers the marriage question. Yes. Right. So if somebody dies and goes on, okay, you're 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 not married in heaven. You're you're like an angel. Okay. Correct. And you know what? You're gonna be okay with it. Exactly. It's going to be great. Better. I can't imagine it being greater than being married to you, hon. Aw. But apparently it's going to be. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> right. There is a God. We better move on. We do believe. <laughs> we better move on here. All right. Verse 31. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? All right. So God said something to them that they apparently just overlooked. Or, or they didn't read it get and it didn't and take just, it right. Yeah, logically, totally missed it. Logically, they didn't even pay attention and to what, what it meant. And what was that that he said? What well, let's say? find out. Verse 32. He said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Jesus said, he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. So... When he said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, he didn't say I was. He didn't say I was going, I'm going to be. And he said, I am, which tells us 
that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just three people, mm-hmm. are still alive today, and they're with the Lord, right. along with all the other people that died in faith and in Christ. Right? They're, they are alive today with the Lord. And, and when Moses wrote this down in Exodus... Right. This was when he got the, um, the he had the thing with the burning bush. Right. God spoke to him through God the burning spoke bush. to him through the burning bush Called and gave him. him the charge to go rescue his people from the Egyptians. Right. I'm sure that the Sadducees knew the story about the burning bush and about Moses rescuing the people from the Egyptians, but they missed that. Which isn't that funny because I can see a lot of people could read that and do the same thing because we're just reading something. We're not looking at it as what is God trying to tell me here? What is God trying? You know, it's all head knowledge. Right. Not believing in the power. Right. Because the thing is, there are still promises that God is going to fulfill, right? Not They have not all been fulfilled yet. And when promises God, that he gave to Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and Jacob. Jacob. And when God makes a promise, not even death can stop that from happening. Now, to give you a little bit more depth on some of those promises that have yet to be fulfilled, there are three. There's the promise of the land that Israel, uh, that God gave Israel. They are just currently today in a, a, ty- a sliver of the amount of land that God promised them to have. I mean, if you if you go on Google and look up, you know, what should the land mass of Israel be today? I mean, it's huge. It, it's it's massive. And the thing is, they've given so much of it away through the years, trying to come up with peace deals with Compromise. all of their enemies. And, and that's what their enemies want is their land, because they're trying to displace and get rid of the Israel. nation of Israel. The next thing is the descendants, right? The amount of people that are going to be saved. And then finally, blessings to the nations. Peace on earth. When Jesus is here reigning and ruling, there will be peace on earth. That hasn't happened yet because he's not here, right? But there is a time when that is coming. And God made those promises. And like I said, you can be sure that he is going to keep them. So that is this little section of scripture that I just thought was so powerful and something that we need to be reminded of that God is not the God of the dead, but he is of the living. And do some study. Don't just read portions and not investigate. I think that that is what happens. That was what, that is what they were doing. They were just reading the scriptures and memorizing them and making it sense in their head. And they weren't figuring out how it applied. Because when you read this, if, if you just read through that little portion of Matthew that you just read, and you don't really pay attention, like I said, you can, in your mind, make sense of things. Right. Like and I that's what they you. tried to do. And, and because it didn't... And there's no power that God because, is... Yeah, right. Because the resurrection didn't make sense to them. Right. Because we can't they comprehend just, it. Disre- yeah. They, right. It's a God thing. Yeah, they didn't yeah. believe it, and they, they just disqualified it from... Didn't believe in the supernatural, right? right. Yeah. So anyway, well, I just thought that would be encouraging for our listeners today to know that those that have died in Christ, they are with him right now. 
Because he is the God of, I mean, he's he's their God. Amen. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. So, amen. Well, thank you. That was good. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. And I, you know, honestly, Kel, I really do want to be married to you forever and ever and ever <laughs> and ever and ever. Oh, man, that's maybe, so sweet. Maybe God will make an exception. Oh, We'll be yeah. the only married couple in hey, heaven. Hey, I'll tell you what, Greg, I know you'll be my friend. I will be your you'll friend. You'll be my for friend sure. forever. Forever. Best friends. Yes. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Committed to Christ podcast. We will talk to you next time.